Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth, with each other, and with the divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. I'm Barbara Rossing. I am a professor of New Testament at the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago, and I'm a pastor. And I love being at Holden Village and talking with people about ideas that we're working on. This week, what I've been talking about is healing and Jesus healing, especially in the Gospel of Mark, and how we can use that to talk about healing for our world and for our lives um, from a lot of different angles. Um, but I use the words, the opening words of Jesus in the Gospel of Mark, where he sort of sets his purpose. He says, time's up. The kingdom of God is here. Turn yourselves around and trust in the good news. And I think that trusting in the good news then as it unfolds throughout the gospel and in our lives is a lot about healing. That we are living in a sick culture, a sick time, a sick world, as was Jesus. Um, he lived under Roman imperial occupation in the first century. And what he did was inaugurate a renewal movement that had sort of two parts. It was a overthrowing of evil structures, and um, that would include the um, casting out of demons. That's how they talked about it then, because it was a culture that really believed in spirits. So casting out of evil spirits and evil powers over people's lives, including Roman imperial oppression. And then on the flip side, the positive blessings that Jesus brings in announcing the kingdom of God. Um, and that includes healings and feedings and bringing people together into community in a lot of different ways, which is what we talk about at Holden, how, how community transforms our lives. So filled with God's spirit, Jesus is doing all these amazing things in the Gospel of Mark, and it really speaks to people. So I look at um, a Greek word, sozo, that is usually translated as save. And I think a lot of Americans think, oh, salvation means going to heaven after you die. That's what being saved is all about. But in fact, in the Bible, save, that same word, is also used for heal. And in a lot of the stories of people that Jesus heals, the woman with the hemorrhage, um, the blind man, Bartimaeus, that's the Greek word that's used. If I but touch the hem of his garments, I will be healed or I will be saved. Which one is it? Well, in the Bible, healing is salvation, or at least there's a lot more overlap than we sometimes realize. So I work on um, how to bring that to life in our times, I guess, to certainly to talk about... Um, medical issues, you know, people with sicknesses. Most of us have some kind of disability we're living with. 
but even more to situate healing in terms of community. That that's a lot of what Jesus does in the Gospels is restore people to community. The woman with the hemorrhage was clearly ostracized, and what Jesus does is call her daughter, and he says, "Your faith has saved you, has made you well." However, you want to translate sozo, and then he sets her in community with people, so he restores us to um, wholeness in relationships in all kinds of dimensions, including um, spiritual and uh, political and economic and everything in between. So I think healing is much broader than we sometimes think in our sort of current medicalized system. But the ancient world was much more like traditional cultures than um, like our modern system. So it's important also to mention about um, disabilities because some people with disabilities feel quite justly sort of terrorized by these healing stories. You know, why was that person healed, but I'm not? Or is there something wrong with me that I need to be healed? You know, I'm created by God blind. I was born blind from birth. What's, what are you saying? So um, I work a lot with disabilities theology now, looking at how, um, who is it that needs healing? Is it the individual or is it the community or both? You know, do we need to be healed in how we deal with people in all their broken relationships? Uh, as the kids in Narnia said to me yesterday when I went and talked with them about the healing of the blind man story in Mark chapter 10, Blind Bartimaeus, the kids said, we we all have lots of ables and some disables, and everybody's created by God. So that's really important to remember, too. So as the kingdom of God unfolds in the Gospel of Mark, I think it's really the future coming towards us in our present moment, and we get it in these glimpses of being filled with God's spirit, which includes filled with healing experiences in our lives. So I work with how to talk with people about that and how to help people see that going on, whether it's in our individual lives or even more so in our community structures, working for um, healing of relationships at all kinds of levels. And then the one that I especially am interested in, but this is just one possibility, is ecologically, how this idea of Jesus healing the world and translating save as heal, how that can help us in thinking about the brokenness of our planet and the urgency of some of the um, things we're working on. Um, it's I've been coming to Holden for 45 years now, and it's shocking to see how the glaciers have shrunk just in my own lifetime. And the mega fires now, I mean, it's the world is really changing, and we really need... Um, to get a grip on climate change. So the question is how you help people talk about that. And I'm trying to frame the ecological crisis now in terms of healing, that the world is ill. Maybe you can say it's ill with a fever. And what we need is healing. So how do we um, work on that? So yesterday I was talking a lot about even some of the breakthroughs in energy technology and how it's not going to be that hard to transition to a fossil-free energy economy. We just have to do it. Um, and it's, um, it's, it's doable. I used the book called Drawdown, which is a new one that talks about how um, if carbon dioxide concentrations in the atmosphere are now over 400 parts per million, which they are, that what we need to work on is drawing that down. And there's a hundred suggestions in that book from a, it's a whole organization that um, looks at ways we can draw down carbon dioxide and heal ourselves in the world from um, this climate disaster, this climate fever. 
And I think it's really exciting. So I think people come to Holden to look for hope, to in our very polarized times, to look for ways that we can um, find signs of hope in our world. And I think um, some of what's happening now in terms of energy, um, battery storage technology, ironically, our church in, um, in Leavenworth has solar panels on the roof of the middle schools. I mean, all kinds of ways the church can be a sign of hope, a different path of transformative healing for the world. Um, is absolutely critical right now. And that's why I love coming to Holden because you can galvanize people to think about how to be signs of hope in God's world. So one of the projects I work on is what we're calling Eco-Reformation, which is this uh, riffing on the 500th anniversary of Martin Luther's 95 Theses and starting the Reformation for looking at what needs reforming today. And I've got a chapter in this Eco-Reformation book, so do many others, um, and one of the chapters that I draw in, in talking about healing is by an ethicist named Anna Vegan, who points out that, um, similar to how in Greek the word sozo means healing and salvation, it was the same in German for Luther, Heilung and Heil are salvation and healing. And, um, and same thing in Latin, salus, so that a lot of what we can talk about now in terms of reforming things that still need reforming can be framed in terms of healing our world, healing our lives. And the, the reason that's helpful is it makes people less defensive. You don't accuse them of doing things wrong. You just help people see, look, we're sick and we're making ourselves sick and we need healing and we need change. And more Americans, I think, are receptive to that framing of the climate crisis and other problems than if we frame it in terms of sin and guilt. So um, so I'm always looking for language to talk about healing in addressing a lot of the crises that we face. Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.